0: And I'm Jen, and you're listening to The Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations,
1: interesting trivia, and even some travel fails.
0: Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to The Travel Mug Podcast. Today, we're continuing our chat about Iceland with the Golden
0: Circle. Jen. Jen. Tell us about the Golden Circle. Yeah, so the tour, the Golden Circle is a super popular tourist route in Iceland. You can drive it. You can take a tour. I think that to really experience it, you're going to need the whole day or at least Agreed. most of a day. Yeah, it's 300 kilometers round trip. So I've done the Golden Circle twice. I went to Iceland twice, I went in 2013 and in 2015, the first time I went with my stepmom, and the second time I went with my husband on our honeymoon. and we actually took a tour both times because we were a little nervous of renting a car, and I as I've said before, I'm not a good road trip planner. <laughs> so we decided just to take a tour and have somebody else drive us. Uh, what did you do, Megan?
1: I think that actually sounds pretty relaxing. Just have someone else worry about the driving. I get it. I totally get it. The reason we rented a car is because we were staying longer. So our trip was about 11 or 12 days. And after we spent that first day in Reykjavik, like we discussed on our last episode, we then went right to the Golden Circle where it did rain all day, but it didn't rain on my parade at all. For us driving, um, it was great. We were able to sort of pull off when we needed to where we wanted to. And it was great for us again, because we were continuing on. Now, if you're just just staying in Reykjavik and want to do that I think I think the tour sounds like a great idea but if you are going to continue forward then renting a car and doing it that way works and we'd known some people who'd gone in October before we did in the June of the next year and they gave us some tips so that's sort of how we knew as well as reading some blogs online what to do ourselves for our own tour of the Golden Circle.
0: Yeah it's the tour was great. I'm, you don't get to just pull over and like look at stuff, but the, um, the second time we went the tour, we took our tour bus driver, we went on a small tour. So I think there was only 10 or 12 of us and he was really great at like, he pulled off and he showed us different things and he was, awesome. I loved him so much. And see,
1: that would be some of the stuff though that you miss when you're doing it yourself.
0: Yes. So there are
1: definitely benefits because we don't know the history or the little ins and outs of places. We're just driving by getting to the next stop. So that's a really great bonus if you are doing a tour, especially a smaller tour.
0: Yeah, definitely. You can learn a bit of history from people who actually live there. So that's really nice. So the Golden Circle has three main stops and a lot of other detour stops, we'll call them. But the three main stops, we'll start with the first one, usually that um, you do on the circle. And it's Thingvellir National Park. So this is a national park. It's a uh, UNESCO World Heritage Site. And it's home of Iceland's parliament from 930 to 1798. Wow. a while. Yes, 930. It's just crazy to me. It is. Uh, it's also a really cool place because you can see two continents at once. So the Mid-Atlantic Ridge goes right through the the park. Um, it has really beautiful views. You can just walk around and enjoy it. If you're there for a longer time, um, like you were, you know, kind of on your own time, uh, you can actually dive into the Silver Fisher. So you can kind of dive between the two continents, which is. Super, super cool.
1: Definitely. That is so not me. No, I have seen pictures of people that have done it. And if that is your thing, oh my goodness, what an experience that would be. I would highly, highly recommend that as well. The park for us was our first stop. Like you mentioned, it traditionally is. Um, it is quite a walk to sort of get up into the park, but you know, you don't mind because you're sort of looking around at everything. And it's about 40 kilometers outside of Reykjavik. So it's um, it was essentially closest for us because we were going to go around the circle and head south. So that also made it the natural first stop for us. And I think that it's something you shouldn't miss because of the history, mm-hmm. but also really because of the views as well. And this was also where we saw our first of many, Icelandic waterfalls, um, Oxer or Foss. Yeah. And Foss in Icelandic means waterfall. And you see, you know, hundreds as you drive around the country. And this is just a little tape. So that was sort of a great introduction to waterfalls there in Iceland for us. Definitely. So the next stop on the Golden Circle um, is the area of geysers. So the Great Geyser has been active for about 10,000 years. However, eruptions are infrequent. However, Stroker is another geyser, which is close by. It erupts every six to 10 minutes and usually 10 to 20 meters high in the sky. The anticipation really, really was cool. Did you love it there? I loved
0: it there. Yeah, Yeah. It was just, I had never seen anything like that before. So it was really, really fun. And you're standing there and every time it surprises you, even
1: though you know it's coming. Even though you see it building, you're just like, yeah, let it happen again. (laughs) yeah we really loved it there too Um, even in the rain it's key though not to get too close the water that comes out of it is really hot one thing I want to mention because we were in a car it is free to park in the lot The lot was quite busy especially with tour buses Um, but it was free and there is a restaurant there where you can eat and bathroom facilities Mm -hmm. and as you walk up there's like tiny little geysers and warm little hot springs along Mm. the way, which you think is the coolest part, but you haven't gotten to the geyser yet. So you don't really know. So you're taking pictures and you're like, this isn't even the cool part. So the whole thing was just fascinating. I'd never seen anything like that before either.
0: It's weird to watch like a puddle, like boil.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was super cool.
0: It is really cool. And so the last of the three main stops probably my personal favorite, which is Gullfoss Waterfall. And it's one of the most popular waterfalls in Iceland for uh, people to go see. The Havita River cascades down two different cliffs and uh, be prepared to get a little bit wet because it will spray onto you. But we did see multiple rainbows, so Mm -hmm. it kind of made up for it.
1: That definitely makes up for it. And just like um, the park as well, there is a bit of a walk to this um, waterfall too. So just something to keep in mind, you have to go down embankment and then back up as well as a sort of large set of like iron stairs, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So that's just something to keep in mind if you're traveling with anyone with mobility issues. And even though it is really popular and there are a lot of people there, there's lots of opportunities for pictures Parking was also free there, and again, a spot to get a coffee and a snack. Again, there were lots of tour buses in the parking lot, but we were able to find um, a spot to park without any issues, and again, it was free, so that's always the huge bonus.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, if I remember correctly, there was like a boardwalk at the top of the waterfall, so if you have mobility issues and can't do all of the stairs, you can just do that boardwalk at the top where it would be a lot closer. Um, to the main parking lot as well. Uh, and it's yeah. beautiful from every angle. So if you can't get down to the, the bottom part, don't even worry about it. No. no, it's one of those places that
1: you're where we took pictures at all spots as well. So even if you couldn't get close, there's lots of great photo opportunities. And something I think I want to mention too, for, as you travel, if you go further within Iceland, but of course, even at Gullfoss is, Waterfall safety. I saw a lot of people taking a lot of unnecessary risks, either you know for Instagram or just for personal photos. And you know, coming from Nova Scotia with Peggy's Cove and wet rocks, we're always we've always been warned our whole lives to stay off of those. And I think it's just really key as well that around any waterfall, Iceland or anywhere in the world, to just be really extra careful because there's no worse way to ruin a vacation.
0: That's true. Yeah, I think if you don't grow up around the water you, uh, underestimate its power and it, they can be very dangerous. And some waterfalls are, um, you know, have a railing to stop you from going further, but some don't. So yeah, stay away from, from things that are dangerous.
1: (laughs) Definitely use a drone risk.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So like we said, those are the three main stops on the Golden Circle, but there are definitely a lot of other maybe hidden gems along the way. So the first one I want to talk about, I actually alluded to this in our last episode when we were talking about the Blue Lagoon. So instead of going to the Blue Lagoon, we decided to try a different like hot spring kind of resort. So it is the Vatan Fontana.
1: I think. I like it.
0: Yes. It's my favorite geothermal bath that I've been to. So this one was actually a little bit more unique. It had a lake, um, which is the is the lake. And they actually bring the lake water into different pools. So I can't remember how many different pools they had, but they ranged in temperature from like cool, like Bath water, all the way up to like what we would consider probably like hot tub kind of temperatures. So you could actually choose the temperature that you wanted. That's really was cool. Really nice. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed that, and it was beautiful. Like you were still outside, you could see the lake. I I tried to walk into the lake, and I almost scalded my feet off. Mm-hmm. And actually, a guy nearby was like, "You walked in there. Looked like you knew what you were doing." I was like, <laughs> I did not know what I was doing. Do not follow me, sir. Do not, do not it it hurts. So probably don't do that. But they also have saunas and they have a restaurant. And the really cool thing about the restaurant is they bake rye bread in the hot sand. So they oh put the bread dough in a pot with a lid, they bury it, and then they dig it up and it's cooked and they slice it up. And it is delicious. So we had uh soup and some rye bread and I loved it. And also note that you need to bring your own towel and robe or else you will have to pay to rent one. Or if you're like me, you dry off with paper towels in the bathroom like I told you in our episode about saving money. So <laughs> you, do
1: you, you, do you do what you do you do
0: you but <laughs>
1: I think that I'm so sad that we missed this. I did not go here, and now I'm super jealous. I want bread baked in the sand. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I guess we need to plan a travel mug podcast trip.
1: Hey, now we're talking. Yeah. It's for Why haven't we thought of this? I mean, I know it's only (laughs) episode, like, five, but we should do that before now. (laughs) Duh. All right. Well, we better get on that. (laughs) I know. And this next waterfall, I've also never been to, so take her away. Yeah. So
0: it's called Faxi. Mm. Sounds fun. It's a smaller waterfall. It's between um, Geyser and Skalholt, uh, okay. which we will talking about next. But anyway, it's a much less popular waterfall. There was actually nobody else there. This was one of our like tour bus or tour bus drivers um, like detours. Like, hey, this is really too. cool. This really cool waterfall. And actually, um, it's full of salmon. So if you want to take your fishing gear, you maybe you could catch your dinner.
1: I don't think the people on the tour bus would like you much when the salmon started. No, I mean, probably if you're on your own, you might, (laughs) you probably need some fishing gear unless you're going to catch the salmon with your hands, but. I think I got a plan. I think you have to plan for that one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's really awesome too. And that definitely is an inside scoop. Again, an advantage of someone who lives there.
0: mm -hmm. And so the last place that I went was uh, Skullholtz. Um, so it was a cultural and political center. It's a church. It was the first first official school to educate clergy in Iceland, and we actually went into the cathedral's basement and saw a bunch of like artifacts that they had excavated out of there from uh, throughout the years. So it was it was an interesting place. We got there very late in the day. So I think we didn't get like the full experience, but it was still pretty cool. And I would go again to try to see more, I think.
1: And was that included as part of the tour? Was that something he just does like your tour guide because it's (sighs) cool or was... I can't
0: remember if that was on our list or not. I think it was, but I think we were, you know, tour bus it. The one thing I have problem about tour buses is people are always late coming back. So you end up falling behind schedule. It was still really cool. And I would do it again. No, that's
1: good to know too. We didn't do that either. Um, The one place it was a long day for us too. and, And the golden circle we, we went through the, the three things and it doesn't seem like much, but you are at each place for a little while. So it is a really full day. And that's why, you know, they do have tours, I think, that are half day. But I would certainly recommend a full day. And one thing that we did is uh, it's called carrot volcanic crater lake now it is technically along the golden circle towards south iceland which is where we were headed i think i read about it in a blog and it's a little bit less visited but it's super worth it so the water that's in the crater itself is it's this beautiful beautiful blue color Um, and it's located actually in what's known as iceland's western volcanic zone and the caldera, and I have to admit, I didn't really know what that word was. So the caldera is essentially um, what surrounds the water in a crater, and it has red rock. So it's a really beautiful contrast between the blue water and the red rock. The crater itself is about 55 meters deep, and it is approximately 3,000 years old. One thing we also did is you can carefully actually walk down the side of the caldera to get to the water. Now the water itself is pretty shallow, so about 7 to 14 meters in different spots. Um but it's super instagrammable. It again rained the whole time, but it was just such a cool thing to see that it didn't matter, which is pretty much Iceland itself. Like it yeah. didn't even feel like it mattered. But definitely some great photo opportunities. It is privately owned land now, so it does cost around 400 uh corona to actually visit and parking can definitely be at a premium but it was free i guess because you do pay to look at the crater itself but it's KERID. so k e r i d something i would highly recommend and again a little less visited because it's not one of the the big 3
0: yeah i missed out on that but it sounds super cool i just wanted to note that 400 corona is about 4 dollars canadian oh. so don't be scared of that 400 Sounds scary. <laughs> it does sound scary. And other things you should
1: be scared of the cost, but not that one.
0: Not that one. That one's pretty, pretty reasonable.
1: Yeah, definitely. And now to our favorite part of the episode the Golden Circle Fun Facts. So, what do you have for us first?
0: Yes. So very exciting. The first fun fact is Thingvellir has some dark history. Um, So there's a Mm -hmm. pool of water there that was the site of executions by drowning of women, several women, more than one, who had been accused of sins of adultery or child murder. I don't know what years, hopefully not recently. I would assume not recently. We're going to go with that. We're going to go with that. A while ago, okay? <laughs> I don't know when. But also um, also within that park, citizens who were found guilty of witchcraft were burned at the stake within a gorge. And in the 17th century, witch hunts, out of the 23 people who were executed, only two were female. Wow. Which definitely is completely different from Europe and North America, where witchcraft was mostly associated with women. So...
1: Yeah. That is a dark fact, but it actually is very different from what you traditionally hear about, you know, witchcraft or witches. It's certainly, obviously I have heard men before, but to be almost all men is pretty unique and unfortunate again, either way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's just I be mean, clear. Not so fun facts, but
1: cool. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting yes. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> So the next fun fact is geyser is an Icelandic word. So the word geyser comes from the Icelandic verb geyser, which means to gush. The English word originates from geyser, which is the name of the first geyser that was known in Europe. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. They actually told us that on our tour. And I believe, I believe she pronounced it geyser. Of course she did. Oh, uh, uh, Yes that's my best. You mean you didn't go with geyser? Geyser. (laughs) But yes, I thought that was interesting too, that I didn't know that there, there would be many English words that would be based on Icelandic ones. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. It is awesome. What's next? All right. And I just realized that we have three fun facts about the three main, uh, Stops. Look at that. That happened by complete accident, but it's perfect. It's a happy accident. It is a happy accident. So I'm going to butcher this name probably, but go here for it. it. Sigrithirth
1: Thomas okay. Daughter.
0: Oh, I like uh, it. Thomas Daughter yes, yes. Uh, was the first environmentalist of Iceland. Uh, awesome. So in 1907, an English businessman, Howells, I don't know what his first name was, but I think his last name is Howells. Sounds very distinguished. Howls. Howls, Uh saw the opportunity of a lifetime in buying the Gullfoss waterfall and harnessing yeah. its great energy to produce electricity. The land belonged to Thomas Tomasson. So, of course, As it, it does. does. Yes. Yeah. And his daughter, Sigrithirth, uh, was very fond of this natural treasure and uh, took upon herself to protect it. And she actually walked all the way to Reykjavik to um, talk about her case. And she threatened to throw herself in the waterfall if it failed. She meant it. Uh, She really did mean it. So um, she had the help of a lawyer and they managed to end all the contract. And the waterfall was saved. Saved by her bravery and resistance. And today Gullfoss belongs to the people of Iceland. That is amazing. I think there was a, a plaque type situation. Maybe a bust of her head. I don't know, I may be making that up. There definitely was a plaque about her at the waterfall uh, talking about this story. As there should be. That's incredible.
1: And obviously had like huge conviction to walk to Reykjavik yeah. to really like plead for the national treasure and we're, natural treasure. And we're so lucky because if she hadn't done that, like hard to tell what would be, have become of it. And I think sometimes to to save amazing things like that, people have to do extraordinary things. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope you have enjoyed virtually traveling with us around the golden circle brings back awesome memories for both of us. We love to talk about it as always. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the travel mug podcast.
0: Yeah. And we would super appreciate it if you would leave us a review on Apple podcasts and share this episode with a friend, an Icelandic loving friend.
1: Exactly. If you have any um, feedback or, again, experiences that you've had at the Golden Circle, make sure you reach out to us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.